John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. I imagine you're doing good. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, NBA cool. Congrats. Thank you. <clears throat> yep, very exciting. I actually uh, remember uh, the the win the uh, championship fifty years ago, and uh, got a chance to see uh, a game in Phoenix and a game here in Milwaukee in the series. So, uh, uh, lots of exciting things happening. Um, the cities, uh, as you can imagine, uh, just uh, really excited about the whole thing and. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they can do again next year. I think they'll be. They're an interesting team, so it'll be fun. It's always the case, right? Uh, yeah, they win a championship. Can you do it again? So, but I'm yeah. sure most most will uh, savor this for at least the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So this week, uh, the Senate Caucus on International Narcotics Control held a hearing. Um, uh, did you see the any of the information about that? Well, I did because a good close uh, colleague of both of ours, Steve Gerdak, who's done some really good for us from the uh, Northern Virginia SAR review team, was asked to testify. So he sort of flagged that while this was about dealing with uh, drug overdose epidemics, opioid issues and all of that, he was asked to talk about a, a key component of, of that, and that's obviously – the financial side. So that became relevant in addition to caring about what's going on with, with issues that deal with drug overdoses. And the, the chairman is um, Senator Whitehouse uh, from Sheldon Whitehouse uh, from Rhode Island. And one of the things he said in his opening comments, as they're trying to grapple with this continued challenge is they want to figure out ways to attack, as he calls it, the financial networks, drug trafficking, drug traffickers utilize. So there, as we all, as you and I both know, money laundering, drug trafficking, terrorism, there's a financial footprint component that if you can disrupt, can be helpful to deal with the underlying crime. Yes. Yeah, so um, one of the things uh, that that tells us is there's a, there will be another group in the Senate who um, and in the uh, law enforcement community who are going to be interested in um, how the um, uh, Anti-Money Laundering Act reg, uh, regs come out in some cases uh, because um, they are uh, an interested constituency because of the goal of disrupting the financial component of this illegal activity. Right, right. And, you know, um, uh, Senator Whitehouse has been a pretty strong supporter of the the Bank Secrecy Act. And as uh, Steve told us offline uh, after the hearing that um, there's going to need to be between um, White House and Senator Chuck Grassley, who's like, uh, I guess the minority chair or, or the co-chair, I don't know how it's structured. They're going to have further hearings dealing with this component. So I think there's going to be more here. And separately, I will say that we've talked to our House and Senate uh folks that uh, worked on the AMLA law, and, and they say that there's going to be additional legislation to bolster parts of that as well. So a lot for our community to be paying attention to. But I did want to just quickly highlight a couple of things that Steve talked about in his, in his testimony, and not super surprising, but very interesting from, from how we sort of view the problem. He talked about um, how traffickers and criminals, there's this view that they're taking, a, they're using cyber, uh, virtual currency, uh, you know, cryptocurrency uh, a, a lot. And he, 
he sort of pushes back on that. He said, yeah, it's happening. But he also said that from his perspective, he thinks that, as he calls it, cash is still king. So while there is, you know, cyber currency and virtual currency issues uh, that are drawing headlines, which they should, and, and we know the central banks here and around the, around the world are paying attention to it. He said he's got statistics that show that there's been a 44% increase in SAR filings in the past two years for, for structuring. And he believes that's a pretty clear uh, point that cash is still being utilized for these, for these crimes. I'm not completely surprised, but it, like I said, he's got statistics to, to, to really emphasize that. Yeah, which is certainly contrary to the overall view about the economy becoming ca- more and more cashless. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean that the whole economy is that way. And uh, this is a part of the economy that I guess if it's going to lag, you'd sort of expect it to lag because the view is it's less traceable. Although you you do have to figure out how to move it around and spending large amounts of it, it's becoming more and more problematic. Right. And uh, the other thing I mentioned, um, you know, I know we're just briefly touching on this today, but something that Steve has been a strong proponent of, and that's training both law enforcement and financial institutions, better techniques to do investigations. And so he, he believes that um, the new goal is uh, if you can expose money laundering financial crime activities, you need more proper training on all sides to do that. And that's something I know we at RightSource are going to be working on in future programming. But he believes that uh, he gets frustrated, doesn't quite understand how to ask for certain bank records, how to, how to do search warrants and subpoenas. And he thinks there can be better both cooperation and collaboration in terms of training between both sides. Uh, and that has been a, a chronic problem for as, literally as long as I can remember in my professional career, having um, uh, law enforcement, whether it's local or federal, wanting help from the bank uh, and not knowing enough about how the bank works. So they, I mean, I used to get subpoenas or review subpoenas, you know, give me any and all records. And this was back in the day when many, many records were paper. And you'd call them up and say, so, you know, this is like four train card loads of boxes if we actually copied all this stuff. If you could kind of narrow down what you're looking for, we might be able to help you. But they just didn't understand how the bank worked. So the solution was ask for any and all and fill in anything you could think of and not realizing all they were doing was they were, you know, the treasure hunt was just going to show up in, uh, in a zillion bankers boxes. So I think he's exactly right. And um, what the industry, whatever the industry can do to help, um, I think is a good thing. And whatever law enforcement can do to help share their, their investigative processes, again, never give away the secret sauce. I understand that. So that banks really can be thoughtful about um, how to help. And also that would bleed over into how to write better SAR narratives so that, you know, you can flag the right transactions. I think that's right. So for more information on this, it's the Senate Caucus on International Narcotics Control. The hearing was on the federal response to the drug overdose epidemic. It's on that um, committee's website all of the statements of the witnesses plus Steve's and there'll be further information going forward. Um, But if you get a chance to take a look at it. 
Yeah, so I want to put in a plug. So John and I do This Week in AML every week, and you can find it on uh, on Spotify or wherever you get your um, your podcasts. And on our website, there's a, a lot of other content uh, that we that we do on all kinds of topics related to financial crime. And um, uh, we'd encourage you uh, to take advantage of these resources that we produce. So, John, uh, have a good rest of the week, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Take care, Elliot. See you. All right. Bye-bye.